0: Hi, this is Life Coach David. Welcome to the Law of Attraction podcast. Thanks for listening. And I try to give you wonderful Law of Attraction information that you can use in your own life to help you attract what you want and be at the highest vibration possible. And I just wanted to remind you that I'm very excited because June 3rd through 5th, I'm part of a holistic summit where 30 experts in the holistic field were asked to all be part of it and it starts june 3rd and if you want to sign up for it i'm pretty sure it's free you can just go to naturaljerseysummit.com naturaljerseysummit.com and you can sign up there and you're going to get some wonderful information not only from me but from the other 29 experts that were also interviewed. I know I'll be watching it and I hope you'll watch it too because we all need reminders about what we can do that's going to help us on life's journey. And if you want to get in touch with me, if you want to experience Law of Attraction coaching, you can contact me through lifecoachdavid.com or you can just email me at david at lifecoachdavid.com. And these past few days, I've been reading from this wonderful book, Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting, by Lynn Grabhorn. And she has a very fun way of explaining her idea and her understanding of the law of attraction. And it was valid many years ago when I read it the first time. And of course, the information is still valid today, as it will be in years to come. So I'm I'm going to continue today with more great information from the book. And this next section is called, What Makes Feelings? Most of us have this crazy notion that we just sort of popped into this place quite by accident. Not hardly. We each came with a partner, this profoundly loving, exclusive chaperone, whom we have, by and large, chosen to ignore. Call it inner being Higher self, I really dislike that one. Expanded self, God self, or Mickey Mouse, call it what you will. It's that greater part of us we're attached to that comes with the physical package. We can't be physical without it, for it's the source that keeps us alive. Not living, perhaps, but alive. It is the pure positive energy of all that is, of which we are a part the pure positive energy of life which we are. Didn't you ever feel like there's some secret part of you that knows everything there is to know but just doesn't stick its head out? There is. It's that broader, older, wiser part, that vastly expanded extension of each of us that communicates with us in the only way it knows, through feelings. This expansion of ourselves That we came in with vibrates solely in a place which to us would feel like nirvana and then some way up there on the frequency scale in fact that part of us wouldn't know a vibration of lack or stress if it tripped over it in a black hole but if we were vibrating that fast we wouldn't stay physical so we get as close as we can with the high vibrations of plain old joy Exhilaration, appreciation, elation, all those luxurious sensations that equate to happiness and well being. Which is why it feels so good to feel good. You're vibrating closer to your real self. You and your non physical self are in sync, plugged in together in that marvelous high frequency and all it has to offer. So when we feel good, we're vibrating faster, the way we were designed to. We're no longer recycling any of the low vibrational fear-based stuff we live in that's so utterly far into the body. We're in that space where we can get answers and guidance because now we're vibrating, walking hand in hand with the self we really are. By the same token, if we're sending out vibrations of lack or worry, the kind that makes us feel anything other than joyful, we've pulled the plug from that unseen partner. And now everything is working at cross-purposes, and it feels that way. It's like giving a youngster a big, fluffy new teddy bear, then snatching it away. Youngster isn't going to feel too hot about being disconnected from the thing, which gives it so much joy. So, when we feel good, we're connected, vibrating closer to the higher frequency of our expanded selves. When we feel bad or down, or not much of anything... We're disconnected and flowing the fire and vibrations of low frequency negativity throughout our bodies. In other words, if it's not about joy, it is always negative. If it's not about joy, we swallow cut glass. The good news is we don't have to watch our thoughts every second of every day to get our lives back on track. Man, we go bonkers. All we have to do is stay tuned in to how we're feeling, up or down, good or bad. And the next section is called Oz from the Gut. A somewhat extreme but amusing example of keeping track of our feelings came from a gal who was a session singer. I don't remember her name, only that she looked as if she had been around the block more than a few times. We were recording a group of songs a friend of mine had written for an elementary educational program my company was producing. I had never done any studio recording before, so everything that was going on was new and exciting. I was having a ball. Our arranger had suggested we get some session singers for this one song. Since I didn't have a clue what he was talking about, he explained that they were a small group of singers who could create background harmony in a style that would fit most any song giving it a fuller more professional sound to the piece amazing how could a group of people who didn't know the music who had no idea what the program was about create a sound amongst themselves that would mesh with the theme and music oh well i guess i'd find out when the troupe of three arrived i was doubtful they were too quick they each looked at the music individually chatted a bit nodded to each other, then said, Okay, Sam, we're ready anytime you are. Huh? How could they be? No practice? No chatting with the arranger? No asking me, the boss? The intro started, the soloist was at the mic, and our session singers were behind her with their own mic, presenting the sort of nonchalant confidence. After our soloist did her first bit, one of the session singers jumped right in to take over the next verse. We were all startled, but my god, it sounded terrific. Then the three of them were humming, then eyeing, then ooing, then eming, <laughs> and then all of a sudden singing the words in harmony right behind the soloist. I was dumbfounded. Our arranger smiled, my friend who had written the song was open mouthed, our soloist was elated. The guys in the booth were smiling and shaking their heads, and the one session gal who had looked like worn-out leather now looked 20 years younger. One take and we had it. Just one take. Impossible. Incredible. As the singers were about to leave, I went up to the older gal who was obviously the leader and asked her how they did that. How could they jump in, not knowing the music, and create a better feel than we had ever heard or envisioned in the first place. And in one take? Oh, it's no biggie, hun, the gal said in her almost bass voice. We've been doing this for so long, we know what ooze go where. And the harmony's no problem. The only thing that's ever a problem is my gut. Say that again? Well, if it's all fitting together, I feel like I'm sailing to the moon. My gut feels all excited like, when I'm streaking down a roller coaster, But if I don't have that feeling, we can do a hundred takes and not one will ever be right, even if it sounds okay to the producer. It just won't be right. It's gotta be that joy, that's all. Just pure joy from the gut. Then I know we've got it. This time it came right away on the first take, and I knew we were done. So did everybody else. It was just pure joy And I could feel it in every cell of my body. I always do. You know what I mean? No, I surely did not know what she meant, though I do now. This rough and tumble gal had no idea that what she was experiencing was the actual vibrational shift from low to high frequency energy surging throughout her body, nor did she create it on purpose, as we'll learn to do. All she knew was that she could feel something very special happen inside her when the group clicked in, and she rightly called the sensation pure joy. Now, granted, the kind of feel good, feel bad awareness I've been talking about may be a whole lot more subtle than hers, but unlike her joy sensations, which only happened when everything outside of her jibed just right, we're going to learn to click in joy at will. And the next section is called. Original intent, our treasure map of desire. As self-serving as it may sound, we came here to this blessed planet with only one intent, to find ways to feel good most of the time, not just some of the time. That singular intent, to feel good, is built into each and every one of us, and if we'll just pay attention to it, we'll have a personally engraved treasure map to happiness. Here's why. When we're having good feelings about anything it means we're on track with our original intent to feel good to be happy and to vibrate way up there it means we're on track towards something we've long wanted or even recently wanted either way having it come our way will make us happy we're on track towards something we believe will enhance our life therefore make us feel better therefore raise our frequencies therefore bring us closer to our natural state, which is the whole challenge of our being here. So here's the key. Original intent always manifests as desire. Desire for anything that will get our passion going, be it a new red Ferrari or a desire to live in harmony with all life. It might show up as a new desire for a clean garage, to learn western dancing, or to run an old-fashioned hardware store in the country. Or it could be an old desire to live by the beach or learn to play the piano. Either way, it's a desire, something we want. Where we get into such trouble with our desires, though, is the hang-ups we have about them. Because, depending on the nature of the desire, society has a way of calling us selfish if we pursue them. Yet, if we're really following those inner urges which will make us happy simply because we believe they will, We're following our original intent to have fun while we're here and learn whatever it is we came here to learn in a vibration of joy, not struggle. That's hardly self-serving. But society's pressure is unrelenting, causing us all too often to succumb to our shoulds by heading us off in the opposite direction of our happiness-making desires. Now we're off course, which is sadly where most of us live most of the time. We veered away from our original intent by vibrating in the low frequency of social-conscious, fear-based stuff. While that frequency might not cause us to feel rotten, we surely won't be bubbling over with merriment. We couldn't be. One frequency is a downer, and the other is an upper. They will never mix. So now if we stay on that off-course path, disallowing our own joy, demanding altruism of ourselves... Depriving ourselves of our original intent, we've joined the multitudes righteously following their hated low frequency shoulds instead of their high frequency joys. Needless to say, the results of that kind of relentless energy flow on this planet have not been pretty. Wow, I'm just going to make my own comment here. I mean, that's so true. How many of us did things we didn't really want to do because we felt pressured to do it or Everyone else is going to have this kind of career. So how can I possibly do what I want? You know, or, we, or our parents or someone fills us with fear. You know, there's something you want to do. Maybe it was more creative or just different than your family. And you've got a lot of pressure to not do it. And how could you do it? So, yeah, that, that's definitely something we've all experienced, I'm sure. And I know I don't know about you, but I'd much rather be on a high frequency and do what I enjoy doing and what brings me joy. So I will continue now with the next section called Red Flag, Green Flag. Let's go back to your wanting a new car and let's say the car you have right now is in pretty good shape so you don't have any press need to have new wheels just a deep desire. In fact for as long as you can remember you've had this passion for a spiffy little red convertible with wire wheels If you live in Alaska and can't stand red, play the game with me anyhow. But where in the hell is it? You've had this desire for ages. You've been thinking and thinking about it off and on for years. So how come it's not parked in your garage? Here's why. You're zipping along on the freeway one day, and sure enough, there's your dream car, right in front of you. You groan from envy because you think you can't afford it. The yearning starts You look at the car with great longing and shake your head in a man. Wouldn't it be nice kind of discouragement? Instead of feeling all jazzed at seeing your dream car, you're feeling sunk accompanied with that knee jerk reaction, oh hell forget it. Which is precisely why it's not parked in your garage. You're focusing on the lack of your car rather than the joy of having it. You're sending out such a bunch of negative feel bad vibrations your expanded self is waving big red flags and shouting, hey friend, you're feeling snarly because you're focusing on the fact that you don't have the car. Keep thinking like that and you're sure not going to get more of the same. A whole lot more, no car. If you really want the thing, start feeling good when you think about it. Then watch what happens. You've just been given a red flag warning in the form of a gloomy feeling called negative emotion." The warning says you're focusing on something you don't want, the lack of having the car all because of your perception that you can't afford it. That downer feeling is a red flag. Your clue that the way you're flowing your energy or thinking and feeling about it is guaranteed to keep your car away. So now all you have to do is change the way you think and feel about the car and it's yours. We flow this sort of downer-feeling energy out from us every day, which is why we've gotten precious little of what we ever hoped to have. We see something we've wanted in life, which could be anything from an expensive red car to understanding quantum physics, and from our position of lack, meaning that we don't have it and aren't real sure we can ever get it, our focus and feelings are squarely on what we don't have. So that's all we'll ever magnetize in. More don't have. The law of physics never changes. We get what we focus on. Yearning for, wishing for, longing for, even hoping for are not activities of focusing on what we want. They're just negative thoughts that vibrate from a place of discouragement, a place of lack born from the pessimistic beliefs that we will probably never have what we want. And with those kinds of feelings flowing up, we won't. We get what we focus on. Focus on the lack of something, and that's what we're guaranteed to get because what the universe gives us in every moment of every day corresponds precisely with what we are vibrating. The bottom line is this. If we're not feeling up when we think about something, we're flowing some degree of negative emotion. A red flag warning telling us to pay attention to what we're sending out. In our playful example of your red car, if what you're feeling when you think about it isn't giving you some kind of emotional high, some sort of goosebumpy turn-on, some kind of neat buzz, some kind of warm fuzzy, and some kind of rush, or some kind of delight in any form, then you're feeling and projecting just the opposite. Negative vibrations from your frustration over not having the car. From our focus on lack, we can never attract the opposite. To attract whatever it is we want into our life, we have to change our focus, which will change our feelings, which will change our vibrations." Wow, that is so true, so true. We can't focus on what we don't want expecting it to come. And it's funny she talks about a car because From a personal story that I can share with you, Uh, many years ago, I really wanted a Mercedes Benz and to really get into the feeling of it, I thought, let me just go down and take a test drive. So I went down to the Mercedes dealer and I test drove the car because I really just wanted to feel that vibration of, yes, this is my car. And I sat behind the wheel and I gave it a really good test drive and it just felt so good. And then, of course, when we got back to the dealer, he said, well, how do you want to pay for the car? And at the time, I said, well, I just wanted to test drive it. I'm not even sure it's in my budget right now. So he asked me how much could I afford per month to lease the car. So I told him what I could afford. And he said, well, it's not really possible because it's this other amount. And I thanked him and I said, know, thanks for letting me test drive it. Whenever I can, I'll be back. And I'll lease the car. So that was that. But it felt really good to actually sit in it and test drive it. And then within two weeks, I get a call from the dealer. And the salesman said, oh, I remember you, remember me. And of course I did. he said, "Uh, that car you really wanted, we found one that was a a loaner car. And it only has about a 1,000 miles on it. It has all the features you want. And I can give it to you for the price you want. So of course I almost fell over because I didn't even know that was an option, but that's how law of attraction works. We don't know how we're going to attract something. We just have to stay in the vibration of it and be as excited as possible at that it's coming and it has to manifest. And of course sometimes it happens faster than other times, but this time it was just a few weeks and then before I knew it, I was back at the dealer, signed the papers, and I drove off with my dream car at the time. And it was in my garage and i was like pinching myself thinking wow this is amazing all i did was come down there to test drive it to get into the vibration of it and i was at such a high vibration about it that it manifested and i of course i couldn't have predicted how but it did so i think uh, that goes along with what the author was saying that we just have to come from a place of high vibration about something And of course, on the next podcast, I'll continue reading because she goes into more detail. But I really hope that you enjoyed the reading today because it was filled with so much amazing Law of Attraction information that if you use in your own life will really help you in so many ways. So again, if you want any Law of Attraction coaching to help you with that, you can go to lifecoachdavid.com or you could even email me at david at and I'll answer you as soon as I can. And thanks for listening and have a wonderful high vibration day. Talk to you soon.